Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. The D. Las Vegas Resort and Casino presents Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Verizon Wireless. This is 5G done right. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Pick up any of our award-winning sauces on the way home tomorrow night at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. The D. Las Vegas Resort and Casino, home of Bar Canada, a north-of-the-border home, Las Vegas style. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, ultra-smooth, Arizona-owned. Behind the mask, whether you're on ice or in line, we are the Valley's headquarters for all of your hockey needs. By M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You, M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. And by Summer Skates, get your personalized koozies and shower shoes at icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by the D. Las Vegas Resort and Casino, is a part of the icetimehockeysw.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Rob Rothfarb. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. It is Monday night, which means it is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by our friends at the D Las Vegas Hotel Resort Casino, right in downtown Las Vegas, just off of Fremont Street. Scott Strandy with you tonight in beautiful, no, it's not beautiful, Kansas City, Missouri, as it's cloudy, gloomy, a little cold, and a little breezy. Um, but you know what? I'm in a beautiful Caesars. Uh, property at the uh, Harris, Kansas City, and uh, it's all good. So uh, welcome in. My co-host, as always, Rob Rothbard from that beautiful Southern California palatial estate. Rob, how are you? I am good. I'm good. I'm uh, a little tired. I had a round trip to and from San Bernardino over the last couple of days, uh, picking up my son and then taking him back this morning uh, in rainy cold and rainy it's 59 degrees and it just basically stopped raining i, I can match that it's kind of what it is here <laughs> last night it was yesterday i was in st louis it was a high of 83 and uh, by by midnight we had uh, severe tor tornadoes thunderstorms all that good stuff and uh it dropped down to like 50 this morning and uh, it stayed there all day all day it was just a lot of fun not really but uh, did you like my goal horn to start the show off tonight? I did. I did. I love goal horns. <laughs> I love. I think. I think we should feature a different a Pacific Division AHL goal horn every show. <laughs> well, that one I captured at uh, Missouri State when I was there on uh, Friday night for the Missouri State um, UCO uh, Central Oklahoma, I should say, um, uh, game of the week in. Uh, in uh, ACHA hockey. So I've seen a lot of hockey lately, Rob. ACHA, two days worth of NCAA versus ACHA as well. And when uh, Air Force took on Lindenwood in St. Louis, and now on my way back for uh, a big, big weekend, as uh, Coach Territory would say, it's a city championship <laughs> between Air Force and Colorado College and Colorado Springs Friday and Saturday. So Lots of good stuff. I'll also catch an AHL game on uh, Monday night, I believe, Texas and uh, the Colorado Eagles. So lots of good stuff going on. 
um, hockey in full swing, both NHL and uh, AHL. And, of course, that's what we're here for every Monday night is to talk about that. So uh, where do you want to start, Rob? It's your, your call tonight. Uh, you know what? Since we have more to talk about with the AHL, let's, let's start with the NHL. And uh, let me ask you this. What's your surprises early on? Well, <laughs> uh, let's start in Buffalo because I'm very surprised about Buffalo. Uh, I'm not surprised, I guess is the word for, for St. Louis, but um, it, it's just incredible. How does James Neal keep ending up on these teams um, and and becoming a factor? Um, Goal scorers score. Yeah, that's what they do, right? But then why doesn't he stay put? Wouldn't you thought that he would have been uh, a mainstay in Vegas after the way he started off with them, and and then he went on to uh, to Edmonton, and you would have thought he would have been a mainstay there. He he nope. just he just puts the puck in the net. But one dimensional guys wear out their welcome because you still need to defend your own zone and take it from someone who doesn't who's allergic to the defensive zone, his own defensive zone. Uh, I. I'm a, more of a one-dimensional player. I'm an offensive guy. I'm a James Neal type because I'm a scorer like that, but I could also pass. Uh, but I don't like my defensive zone either. You know, it takes longer to get to the offensive zone from the defensive zone. So, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, though, that one, that one really set the world on fire telling us that one tonight. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It takes longer to get there. Um, so, so let's talk about Buffalo. Uh, we've been talking about Buffalo for all these reasons, like um, what are they going to do with Jack Eichel? What's going on? Um, am I seeing this right, Rob? Buffalo 5, Tampa Bay 1? Well, they, they started out 3-1-1 one, one, so going into tonight. So, uh, I mean, they're playing good hockey. And a lot of times when a superstar gets hurt, whether he has the problems that Jack Eichel is having or not, or if it's just, gets hurt the team bands together and they start playing as a team rather than relying on one guy and that's what buffalo is doing they're really not relying on one guy i mean you got so many guys that you know poso uh middle stat there's so many guys that are that are coming to, to the forefront right now and taking over with jack eichel and they're dividing it up it's not just one guy it's it's being divided up amongst like five guys to, to ten guys rather than just one guy with jack eichel and that depth really can make a difference uh, in, at every level, but certainly in the NHL, uh, if you've got three, four, five lines, um, I'm, I was heard I heard somebody talking today about Florida. I guess it was on the NHL Network. As I'm in my car, I, I hear a lot of NHL Network, NHL radio, I guess. Um, and they were talking about the depth at Florida, and the fourth line in Florida could be a second line almost anywhere else in the NHL, and. Florida just concluded a 5-3 victory over Arizona. So for Arizona to get three on Florida, uh, chalk one up for that, I guess, as a uh, moral victory. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But you want to talk about Buffalo. They're doing it with smoke and mirrors because their leading scorer hasn't even scored a goal. Their leading scorer, <laughs> Colin Miller, has five assists and he has five <laughs> points to lead the team. Um, and there's three guys, Oposo, Zingra, Olofsson, that have four points. So you're talking about, again, guys banding together, but it's crazy that, that they're doing it with their leading scorer, not being able to score a goal, and only having five points total. 
Yeah, I'll tell you about that. And I know you're a little depressed tonight because Calgary seemed to get to the Rangers tonight uh, with yeah, five a 5-1 one. victory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know what? Uh, that was one of my surprises, you know, to see the Rangers up there. Uh, I mean, 4-1-1 going into tonight's game, and now 4-2-1, uh, playing some good hockey. Uh, tonight, the last couple games, not so much. They played in spurts. Uh, but when you're a young team, you're going to play in spurts and, and until you learn, really learn the NHL game and learn how to win on a regular basis. Okay, so I know Arizona's got um, a tie. Will they ever get a win? Uh, well, let's see. Let's see who they would have to play to get that win. Montreal right now? Uh, Chicago, maybe? Uh, how about Flurry? I mean... You know, there's some surprises in the West. You could you could just uh, right, you know, spend an hour talking about the surprises of the West. I mean, Chicago being 0-5 and one. If you go down a little further to uh, Vegas, one and four on a four-game losing streak. I thought you would have led with that. Uh, you know, who would have thought well, Vegas and Seattle would be tied? Well, here's and here's the thing with with Vegas is, uh, you know, when you lose Max Pacioretty and you lose Mark Stone right off the get go. And you still have salary cap issues. How in the heck you can have salary cap issues uh, when you had the same thing last year and you traded one of your quote-unquote salary cap issues in Marc-Andre Fleury, and then you put yourself right back in that position and you still can't do anything? Um, yeah, things things aren't good in Vegas right now. It's uh, um, they got to figure a way, and they got to do it pretty soon because you keep falling behind. Uh, it's going to be hard. I mean, um, Edmonton, perfect on the season, 5-0-0 with like a 50% yeah. uh, power play. It's just ridiculous. They're, they're plus 11, Rob, right. uh, on the uh, goal differential. Yeah. Who would have thought San Jose 4-1? I mean, we talked about them being maybe a fringe playoff team, maybe sneaking in there, and they're starting off hot 4-1, uh, playing well. Well, San Jose turned over their roster, and I think because they turned over their roster, uh, it's a lot like Buffalo. You're getting you're getting things spread out. I mean, they, they brought in two completely different goaltenders um, in Aiden Hill and uh, James James Reimer. Yeah, James Reimer. Yes. Um, and and they're relying on them to start uh, start their offense, if you will, because it starts from the goal out, right? If you you make the save, you keep the puck out of your own end. That gives your offensive guys a chance to to go do something. So kudos to San Jose. Will it hold up? I, I'm not um, sold on that yet for the entire year. Same thing with Calgary. I know they're three one and one, but uh, will they still be there? And uh, of course, Vancouver and Anaheim and uh, Los Angeles. Uh, the Kings uh, really cooled off after they uh, they beat the Golden Knights. It seems like. Well. Uh... You know, let's go back to San Jose for a second. You're talking about getting leadership. Logan Couture uh, leading the team with three goals, five assists, you know, stepping up. Uh, you know, the nice part is you really don't hear about a Vander Kane, uh, which is nice because they're four and one, and, and guys like Couture and Meyer and Carlson are really stepping to the forefront and really taking the media away from off the ice stuff. Yeah, and I guess uh, being we're talking about Evander Kane, the the understanding right now that that I'm hearing anyway is that he may just sit the entire year. They may just pay him not to play, which uh, not a bad gig if you can get it. 
Uh, I'm sure he'd rather play, <laughs> but yeah, not a bad gig if you can get it. <laughs> um, and then, of course, Seattle. Uh, they're I think they're playing better, Rob, than the one four and one mark shows. But um, they they just haven't been able to get wins, which I guess is kind of typical if you're um, a normal. If you if you can put those in air quotes, uh, um, new franchise like Vegas was not normal. Uh, in their environment, but uh, Seattle, I think, is is taking a, a normal route of being a new franchise in the NHL. Well, let's talk about that home opener. I mean, you know, they have the guy from Vegas uh, that uh, was the <laughs> Johnny Greco guy. Oh uh, yep. yeah, for uh, for that pyrotechnics and that that display that they put on was amazing. They're competitive. Every game is competitive, so they're going out and they're putting forth a good effort. And, you know, a bounce here, a bounce there, and they could be maybe 4-1-1 one, one instead of 1-4-1 one, one, uh, or 1-4. But, you know, they play they play uh, tomorrow night. They play the Canadians. We'll see what happens. Uh, but that's just a, such an electric atmosphere at that arena. Boy, is it ever. I mean, you talk about uh, Vegas and, and now uh, Vegas tickets. Suddenly you can go to T-Mobile now, Rob, for about 40 bucks if you want. Well, when, that's what happens when you have a four-game losing streak. You know, it's what you have. To, what have Hold you on a late? minute. Hold on a minute. That's what you have when you have a four-game losing streak? What in the well, world you know happens what? if, it, if it gets worse? Fans are fickle. You know that. Yeah, but that's you know only I'm four saying? games. Come on. And two well, of your best players are injured. Well, I take advantage of the $40 because once they start winning, they're not going to be $40 anymore. Yeah, exactly. Get out and see games right now, folks. Um uh, and of course Edmonton. What do we say about Edmonton? I mean, they just they they just roll on and roll on. And Connor McDavid. I heard somebody say today he's on pace to where he might score 175 points. Are you kidding me? Well, you know when I was watching one of the games, I don't remember which ESPN TNT game. They were talking about uh, predict, they were predicting one guy predicted 165 points or something like that, and they said he could actually get that. So 175 points is not out of the question. I mean, he's just that good and that dynamic of a player that it's just fun to watch. He's He plays hard every shift, and every shift, a bad bounce could lead to an empty net. Or not an empty net, but a goal. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And Austin Matthews got his 200th tonight. Uh, his yeah. first goal of the season gave him number 200 in his uh, very young career. Uh, Toronto, another one of those teams that we're going like, oh, what in the world's happening in Toronto? Um, you mentioned Montreal, uh, Florida Panthers. I think are the uh, the pride of uh, uh, the benchmark, maybe, of all of NHL hockey right now. Your thoughts on Florida? Uh, another team that's perfect, five and zero, starting out hot, six and zero now, six and zero, six and zero. Arizona tonight. And what was the score of that game? Five three. So, so they have scored 27 goals and given up 12. Yeah, plus 15 so, differential right now. Right, right now. <laughs> so keep the puck out. That's a good formula. Keep the puck out of your own net, put the puck in the other team's net, and you'll be successful. Wow, I like that one. <laughs> I like that one. Did you just get a text from Paul Hornstein on that? Because that sounds uh, like something Paul would have come up with. You know what? It's funny <laughs> you say that because I did have a conversation earlier in the day with him. <laughs> uh, see, I knew it just kind of rubbed off. <laughs> exactly. No, but let, let's let's take a quick look at the uh, team stats and see how balanced they are. 
you have Huberto, six points. Sam Bennett's uh, five points. Uh, Varhigi, five points. Barkov, five points. Ekblad, five points. Lundell, five points. Reinhardt, four points. So, balance. That, you know, I'm sure if you looked at Vegas when they went to the Cup and when they were uh, an expansion team, you'd see a lot of like that. Balance. You, you don't have one true first line. They spread out the scoring. Any line can be dangerous. And that's what wins Stanley Cups is four lines deep. Oh, and goaltending. Yeah, that doesn't hurt either. Um, Toronto, as I mentioned, got off with uh, Austin Matthews' uh, first goal to get a one nothing lead, and then Carolina stormed back at home and uh, scored four unanswered. So Carolina also still perfect at 5-0-0, 10 points uh, through their first five. Um, your Rangers hanging in there, nine points, 4-2-1. and one. Um What's the key to the Rangers besides Jared Gallant? Uh, team <laughs> playing four lines. Honestly, uh, they look like a different team. The game against Ottawa on Saturday, they were losing two nothing until like about five and a half minutes ago in the game. And every uh, in the last three or four years, that team would have lost the game. They wouldn't have even scored. It would have been two nothing, maybe three nothing, maybe four nothing. But they just battled. They don't quit and. Guys like Barkley Goudreau and Dryden Hunt and Reeves, uh, Blatt, Sammy Blay, who was traded for Butchnevich, who the Rangers got roasted for trading Butchnevich all over Twitter. He was They were roasted for it. And Sammy Blay has been one of their best players. He and Lafreniere make a good team with Heedle. Uh They're young. Uh, I still think they need to get a little tougher on defense, honestly. I love Truba. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Andre Miller, who's uh, out of Wisconsin. Uh, but... I, I think that if they need a better two, better right-hand man for Truba and their last pair of Nemeth, and, who you know, and Niles Lundqvist is going to be a great pair. Just give them some time. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so the strangest uh, one, and it's not their fault, but the, uh, the strangest team, I think, this year is the New York Islanders who are waiting to get into their new building, which I understand is still a month away before that home opener. Um they're, they're back home resting now after a six-game road trip. They will go back out for seven more, I believe, for a total of 13 on the road to start the season. Uh, but they're holding their own, three, two, and one. Um, you know, they're, they're a talented squad. It's just a matter of uh, how do you do that? How do you stay on the road for that long and, um, and keep it all together and win hockey games? Well, you have veteran coaching staff. You have veteran players. That's a veteran team. Uh, with a rookie goaltender that's playing out of his mind right now, Sorokin. Uh, what does he have, like a 160-minute streak or something like that of uh, shutout hockey? Uh, it's amazing. They they play back-to-back games in Phoenix and in uh, Vegas, and they have back-to-back shutouts on the road to close and out. Sorokin got them both. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Crazy. It's, it's just, you know, when you're that kind of veteran team, that's only going to galvanize them for later. I I, I and would be scared of the Islanders if they're playing this well with this type of road trip later on in the year when they're playing home games. Look out, that could be dangerous. Okay, and we mentioned the uh, the Montreal squad, which uh, is is just chomping at the bit to get on the road and uh, <laughs> get the heck out of Montreal. Six games played, one five and zero. Oh, they have two points, and and you think about Montreal being in rough shape, and then you just drop down into the uh, Central Division and you see. Um, Chicago, six games, 0-5-1. Arizona. 
but hold on a minute. I got interrupted there. Um, and uh, Chicago and Arizona both winless. Uh, how long is that going to go, Rob? One is minus 15 gold differential and the, the Coyotes minus 19. I mean, how, how long can they do this? Uh, well, how long they, will Arizona continue playing? Just, you know, want to bring their kids along slowly and, you know, give their kids a chance and sit some of these veterans that aren't performing. Uh, Chicago, I, I, I don't know. I, you know, I've only seen a couple of their games, uh, but a minus 15 goal differential, meaning the goalie, the goaltending can't be that good. Uh, if we look at the goaltending save percentage, I'm sure it's probably in the 800s instead of 900s. Uh, so once, once they write the ship in the back end, I think you'll see the, uh, the front end start uh, meshing a little bit better. Uh, but let's just jump back to the East for one quick second. Because there's one team, and look, I'm not a big fan of that at all. But there's a team that starts out three and one, only a plus one diff- goal differential. But they're three and one, and nobody's talking about them because everybody's talking about the Rangers or Carolina, Washington, you know, at three zero and two, or Pittsburgh at three zero and two. The Devils are three and one, and nobody's talking about them as because you look at that division. Every team is above five hundred in the uh, Metropolitan. Yeah, so what does that mean come playoff time if they hold like this? How many teams in the east in the Eastern Conference is the Metropolitan giving it in? Oh, I, I don't know. You know, if they continue to play like this, it's just crazy. How crazy is that? I, I know it's only four games for Philadelphia and five for Columbus and four for Jersey, but still, every team you look at you look at every other division, and they all have teams that are under five hundred, least two of them, if not three, and then pretty bad under five hundred too. Not just under 500. You have Vegas, Seattle at one and four, Los Angeles at one, three and one. Then you have Chicago, oh, five and one, Arizona, oh, four and one, Nashville, two and four, Colorado, two and three. Not that it's going to stay that way. Montreal, one and five, Ottawa, two and three, Toronto, two and three. And then you go to the Metropolitan, everybody's above 500. So shows you when, when these teams are going to be playing each other, they're really going to be uh, taking blood out of a stone for these. Yeah, well, I know it's way, way early, but the, let me just throw this at you. The top eight teams in the Eastern Conference right now, Florida with 12 points, Carolina with 10, Buffalo with 9, the Rangers with 9, Pittsburgh with 8, Washington with 8, Columbus with 8, and the Islanders uh, tied with Detroit with 7. Uh, so let me tell you who that leaves out, Rob. Um, if the playoffs started today, which obviously they're not going to, but I thought this is just kind of fun to look at. Uh, that would mean no Boston, no New Jersey, no Philadelphia, no Tampa Bay, no Toronto, no Ottawa, no Montreal. Right. Is that parody? Uh, that's probably what the NHL would like to see is, you know, new teams like, you know, teams like Florida coming back and, you know, Detroit make, possibly making the playoffs and Buffalo, you know, teams that haven't been there for the last few years. You know, I think the NHL would be very happy with that. And then when you run over to the Western Conference, no surprises here, I don't think. Uh, maybe San Jose, but Edmonton, um, perfect with 10 points. St. Louis with 8. San Jose with 8. Minnesota with 8. Calgary with 7. Vancouver, 7. Dallas, 6. And Winnipeg and Anaheim tied for the 8th spot as we speak. Um, that leaves, guess who? Colorado, Nashville, Los Angeles, Seattle, Vegas, and of course Chicago and Arizona out of the playoff picture. Um, man, that's turnover as well, isn't it? 
Oh, absolutely. How many new teams would that be? Uh, you know, you'd have Winnipeg, uh, not Winnipeg, Dallas. You'd have the West would be, you know, Anaheim would be in, San Jose would be in, you know, the teams that weren't in last year. I mean, Vancouver, look at all the Canadian teams that, that were able to make the playoffs last year because they were in only one division. And now you have the Canadian teams like Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver stepping up because Calgary now has seven points. Uh, they're stepping up. Three of the four, three, f- four, three uh, Canadian teams are in playoff possessions in the Western Conference. Yeah, exactly. And uh, um, here's something interesting, and I heard a lot about this while I was in St. Louis. That the Kings uh, are playing St. Louis now. It's zero zero starting the third period, um, and, and that was a little lopsided the other night, Rob. Seven three. So it's not surprising. Yeah. I think I think St. Louis used up all their goals the other night. <laughs> they felt bad yeah. with the game, so they don't want to blow them out. So they're keeping it close for the for the time being. Well, I also heard that if they had scored either th- three or five, I can't remember which one. Uh, if they score three or five tonight, they would set a new franchise record for the most goals scored in the first however many games, six games or whatever in a season. Uh, five games, I guess, in the season. They would have gotten uh, more than 25 goals um, cumulative for the first five games, which is better than a five goals a game. Um, <laughs> that That's just... That's just stunning. I just can't believe how many goals are being scored. Are you are you shocked at that as well? You know, uh, I was going to say the reverse. I can't believe how many goals are being given up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good point, uh, which obviously <laughs> means they're being scored too. Uh, but anyway, uh, so, yeah, I'm guessing that answer is yes. You're you're kind of shocked at that? Absolutely. I just – the goal is – it is it the offense this year that is that much better? Are the goaltenders asleep to start the season? You know, are the defense not wanting to play? What What is the reason that and, – and I don't know for a fact that goal scoring is up, but it certainly seems like it. Yeah, it's definitely up. Um, and everybody's saying, oh, it's going to balance out. It'll fall back down again. But it, it's over six goals a game across the league. It's crazy. That's, that's crazy. That's absolutely yeah. crazy. I mean, what was it what, – what's the normal, like five? I would say probably between four and a half and five, maybe, yeah. is probably the average. I haven't looked it up, but that's what I would guess. So uh, the NHL off to a fast start. I want to get your opinion because we haven't really talked much about this, but uh, what are your thoughts on TNT and ESPN and the way they're handling things? You know, honestly, most of the games that I watch are on the broadcast of, uh, you know, I have, that, I have the ticket, so I try to watch as much as I can. And if they're on the national, I don't know if, if I can. So I might not watch a national game just because I'd rather watch a better game through the ticket. So uh, I'm not – a lot of times I, I don't pay attention to the national broadcasts. So, uh, well, let, let me tell you this. Being on the road some, I've, I've caught a lot of games uh, late night. And uh, the other night I watched, uh, well, it's like three nights, I think, uh, since I've been out that I've seen late night recaps on TNT. And I think Gretzky and uh, Bissonette and that group are, are just phenomenal. I, I think they're they're almost like Charles Barkley and Shaq uh, on the TNT basketball side. But I, I was shocked. The other night they, had, uh, they did a demonstration and um, they, they all were shooting pucks. And uh, Bissonette and wanted a goal with uh, Gretzky, and it was just 
uh, was just funny. But uh, I just think they, that's they, hilarious. That's a couple and, of times. That's a couple of times because Gretzky was uh, was roasting uh, Barkley. They had Barkley put the pads on and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and going going net and and before he did, Gretzky was just picking spots. Yeah, it's just it, it's so it's so funny because there's so many different personalities. But kudos to to ESPN and TNT for for putting the group the uh, together the group that they have right now. I know it's uh it's pretty exciting. Uh, I was a little disappointed in in ESPN though for uh for the opening game in uh, Seattle because they they uh, gave a lot of media passes to ESPN. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't hear about that, but. I'm not surprised because, uh, you know, they have a few ex-Seattle people working for ESPN. So, uh, you know, they, they probably yeah. kept it in the family that way. I'm talking about the guys that are doing the football game tonight were there. They had seven football people, ESPN football people in the press box. So well, I'm that, sure well, there's a insane. lot of people that were a little frustrated about not getting uh, credentials because there were non, non-hockey non people there, but – Whatever. Well, that's it what I'm talking what about. Is. That's what I'm talking about. Just like Seattle uh, brought in all these ex people, Sue Bird and and Marshawn during the draft. Uh, you know, they, they were taking care of the their people on ESPN for this opener instead of taking care of the hockey people. Yeah, I think uh, I, I don't. I don't like it, but that's just my personal opinion on that. So, let's well, do this. It's not let's the first quick... time. It's not the first time ESPN is going to do something that's going to upset somebody. well and it didn't really upset me it just uh i just was a little frustrated on it uh you know our struggle to get into to press boxes and things like that and it's like come on you know what make make room for for the hockey people and and then if you've got extra room or you got other places to put your quote-unquote celebrities put them in at that point but let's take a quick break let's come back and let's dig into the ahl because we got a half a show left that we can uh really dig in and see what's been going on in the AHL because it's been exciting off to a great start. We'll be back in about three minutes. Hi, this is Derek Stevens. Download your new sports betting app with Circus Sports. Get 24-7 access to a dynamic sports betting menu, including props, futures, cross-sport parlays, in-game wagering, and more. Sign up for the mobile wagering app at CircusSports.com. Then visit one of our downtown Las Vegas sportsbooks at the D or the Golden Gate to activate and fund your mobile wagering account. Learn more at CircusSports.com. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said It's been running through my head Locked and loaded Still got it Still got it Who's old now? If you live in the valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. 
from the breakfast burrito served all day to combination plates for lunch. Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. This indeed is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by our friends at the D Las Vegas Hotel Resort and Casino, beautiful downtown Las Vegas, your best place for gaming action, as well as uh, uh, everything that's lively on uh, Fremont Street, which is everything in the world, basically. Uh, Scott Strandy with you tonight from beautiful Kansas City, Missouri. I'm lying. It's not beautiful. It's cloudy, rainy, cold. Uh, <laughs> but it is Kansas City, Missouri, and I'm in a fantastic hotel at uh, Harris, Kansas City. So uh, our thanks to our good friends uh, at Caesars for taking care of us. As always, Rob Rothbard, my co-host, as always, hanging out in uh, – not so beautiful Southern California tonight either. Uh, no, it's clearing up a little bit, but it's chilly. It's uh, first time I remember being under 60 uh, in a week or so, at least that I checked. Uh, so I want it to be warm again. Yeah, yeah, don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> it's hockey season, my friend. It's going to be cool now. We have to have it cool. Okay, we talked NHL. Uh, one thing I didn't, I wanted to mention and forgot to while we were talking NHL. So let's get it in quickly. Uh, a new deal for the uh, non-virtual cards. Did you hear that? Uh, the trading no. cards. The NFT. No, I have not heard. What was the new deal? Uh, I, it's a, I guess it's an updated deal. Um, I lost my spot now. Hold on a minute. <laughs> I was going to bring it up, and I thought I got to get this out there. Give me one second to pull it back up again. It is, um, and I was on the site. Didn't they say upper anything? deck? Upper deck. Okay. Oh, okay. That makes and sense. That it, and the chuckle there is that the NHL, the NHLPA, ex extend their deal for um, upper deck, but <laughs> but it's not the virtual; it's the actual physical card. So it's a, a multi-year deal uh, that uh, you know they started way back in 1990, 91. So congratulations for that. But I thought it was funny that they had to say um, this is for the actual physical card, not the uh, virtual cards. 
<laughs> only in 2021 do we have to differentiate between that. Um, anyway, <laughs> I just had to get that in there. Uh, let's dig into the AHL. I know you got a ton of stuff to talk about on that end of it, so jump away. Well, let's uh, let's jump right in. And uh, you know, the surprises uh, in the early goings. Let's talk specifically Pacific Division, uh, since we don't have to worry about the other divisions until later in the season. Uh, but the Ontario Reign coming out of the gate four and zero, and like I said last week when they beat San Diego the first time, after seeing those two games in the home and home exhibition, they did not look good. The Reign. And they turned it around. They're playing really well right now. Uh, they're playing as, as a complete team. They're playing good defense. They're uh, starting, starting goaltender for Haltra, if I say it right, uh, is off to a tremendous start. I think he uh, has all the wins for him, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and here's the surprise. Uh, and I'm going to ask you what your surprises are of the AHL. But I'll give you one of my surprises, is that if, when I look at the Ontario Reign Scoring leaders, number one, their leading scorer again in this situation, TJ Tynan does not have a goal. He has six assists. And uh, Alex Turcotte is third on the team in scoring. And they're still 4 and out. Yeah, that's uh, if you'd have told me that, I would have said, yeah, they're probably middle of the pack. Exactly. They're uh, probably about 500. Yeah, that's, that's pretty impressive. Um, uh, I think one of the things that kind of – it didn't really surprise me, but I guess um, mildly surprised. Can I put it that way? Abbotsford Canucks uh, out to a 3-1-1 one, and, one and uh, tied uh, for second in the Pacific right now. And then the other uh, stunner that kind of kind of has me on my heels a little wait, bit wait, are the wait, Colorado wait, Eagles. Don't quickly pass up the Abbotsford. No, we're coming back. We're coming back. I just wanted okay, to throw those okay. two things out there. So, uh, like I said, the Eagles 0-3-0 to their first four. I know they've been on the road because we talked about that quirky schedule. I think um, either they come home this weekend or maybe Monday is my when I'm going to be out there that will be their home opener. So the schedule has not been favorable to the Eagles at all. But, okay, go back to Abbotsford. Tell us what you know. Well, the – Reason that they're uh, number one, they're starting off so well. They're uh, coming out of the gate so hot, uh, uh, like you said, three one and one. Is their goalie? If I would have told you that Arturs and granted, it's all the goalies have two games played, so it can't just it's not just the two games. Uh, but Arturs Silvos or Silos Silvos, I, I can't, I don't know how he pronounced his name. I tried to figure it out. Uh, he's a rookie. And he has a .96 goals against average. And that's better than Joey Decord in the, in the AHL right now. Seriously. Uh, so he's, he's on fire. And he has a .968 save percentage. So Yeah, a Latvian. A six foot three, 217-pound Latvian uh, with a .968 save percentage and a .96 goals against. Yeah, that's a good way to start. You know, if you if you can do that, that's a pretty good way to uh, to backstop your uh, your new franchise in Abbotsford, uh, British Columbia. Oh, absolutely! Like I said, and he's twenty years old. He had before this season, before the two games, he has actually doubled his total games played in prior seasons. He's played two this season so far. And he only played one previously with the Manitoba Moose in last year's season. Those are the only professional games he's ever played at 20 years old. 
So for that, that was my number one surprise. I looked at Abbotsford and I was like, okay, what's what is driving this? I mean, they're 15 goals for 13 against. It's like, what's driving it? And I looked at their goaltending, and that's exactly what's driving it. And that was to me my number one surprise uh, for, so far in the early season. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what what's happened to to all of a sudden spark him, but that's definitely a heck of a spark. If he hangs on anywhere near that, that's going to leave them in some really good positions down the road. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, you know, Abbotsford's new, so if they're competitive and the Canucks are also competitive, they're not going to be shuffling guys as much. If Hopefully guys are staying healthy, that means. And if both teams could really make a, a run, uh, it, it will really, for the Pacific Northwest, it would really do wonders. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. I mean, it's uh, it, and, and I got to go back to the surprise of uh, what's going on with the Colorado because, um, you know, the, the talent on that uh, Colorado roster is there. I mean, I watched them play, especially now that they have a couple of the guys that they thought were going to be up with the uh, the Avalanche are back down with them now that everybody seems to be coming around with the Avalanche, but. You got guys like Dylan Sakira, Ryan Wagner, Shane Bowers, Alex Newhook. I mean, you just go down the list. Uh, um, Alex Bocage. There's just a whole bunch of talent on that roster, and for them to to still be fighting for a win is is incredible to me. Well, that uh, after watching San Diego play, I'm surprised they're zero and three and ha- ha- losing two games to uh, Ontario, and then they lose six to two to Stockton. You know, so for me, that's one of the surprises is that San Diego. Uh, I mean, you want to talk about some guys. You have Jacob Pearl, Alex Mogus, Daniel Regan. Uh, you have uh, Letary. You've got some really, really solid guys on the front. And then you have guys like uh, Jacob Larson and Trevor Carrick and Brandon Gould. On the back end, you'd think they'd be pretty solid. But in looking at it deeper... Uh, the one thing that I did notice about the uh, the goals, and this is really going to be a telltale right here, four, five, three goals against average for Ole Eriksson, Eck, and 6.02 for Lucas Dostal, and an 8.47 save percentage for Eck, and 8.24 for Dostal. So right there, pucks are not being stopped. And and what is that? What do you always say when it comes to uh, playoff time? Goaltending wins games, correct? Just just like pitching wins championships and defense wins championships in football, in hockey, goaltending. Goaltending wins championships. Boy, uh, Ollie Erickson Eck with a uh, uh, 4.53 goals against in, in two games and uh, a .847 save percentage. Ouch. Those are numbers that are hard to improve on this early in the season even. I know it's not much, but you gotta you gotta try to bring those up, and that uh, that's gonna re- require some some stellar play. But um, anything else that surprised you in the Pacific Division? Uh, well, a couple of things. Uh, as I was looking at my uh, my stats, uh, and where did I put them? I I, I lost my uh, my other ones was uh, of the. Uh, Surprises was uh, uh, here it is Justin Bailey from Abbotsford again having six points, and G- and TJ Tynum like again uh, carrying the load you know as that number one center uh, 
with the assists with the, with the rain and really stabilizing that first line. Uh, so just a couple of surprises. I just can't believe after watching the rain that they're four and up. I, I would have lost a whole lot of money if I, if you would have asked me if can there's any way that the rain start out four and up. I'm like, no way. They play the goals twice or three times. There's no way they're going to be able to do it. And they spanked them. Uh, but as far as the goals, one of the telltale, they, they were outscored 11 to three last weekend on Friday and Saturday. So, and oh six to two on the home opener by the Stockton Heat. So that's that's not a good ratio when you're being outscored uh, eleven to three. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so uh, through four games, the Henderson Silver Knights are two one and one and have five points on the year. And um, I'm shocked at how, how Henderson seems to do this uh, last year and again this year. Is uh, the talent on this roster? Let me just throw out a couple of names that will jump right out at you: Jack Dugan. Pavel Dorofeyev, Lucas Alvarez, Reed Duke, Paul Cotter. Um, that's that's like their their lineup right up front. Um, then they got the youngster Mason Primu. They got uh, uh, Gage Quinney, um, the other Russian Maxim Marashuov, and uh, the one that I've been keeping my eye on for them is uh, Tyler Bush, the former ASU yep. uh, uh, centerman is uh, getting a shot with the AHL team. He's played two games, got three shots, doesn't have any points yet, but picked up six penalty minutes. And uh, I'm interested to see uh, how Tyler performs, and I'm glad to see he's getting a shot. Well, it's nice to see. I mean, he's a big kid. He's 6'3", 188, uh, got some good experience playing at ASU. So uh, he could definitely bring that third, fourth line element to, uh, to a team. Uh, the Energizer Bunny, where you're going to bring some high energy, bring some hits, and if you could uh, pinch him with some goals and some uh, scores, you know, it just helps the team a little bit more. And, of course, the goaltender of the year last year in the AHL, Logan Thompson, back. Uh, I really thought he would have been uh, up with the uh, the Golden Knights. I told you that last week or the week before, maybe every week. Uh, I'm shocked <laughs> that he's still, he's still with Henderson, but – 3.20 goals against, not the greatest, but a save percentage of 924, not bad. Um, and we know what he can do. Last year, he was phenomenal. Um, he he went uh, 23 games played, um, ended up with a 1.96 goals against in the regular season, and then uh, 0.943 um, save percentage. So uh, he's a stud. There's no doubt about it. And with him, uh, of course, uh, Dylan Ferguson, uh, another uh, w- uh, goaltender that the uh, Golden Knights have had uh, in their radar, on their radar for a while. Um, only played one game and got the loss, but 2.03 goals against and a .929 save percentage, percentage not sh- too shabby there either. No, it- doing the best he can with his limited opportunities, but uh, at least the save percentage is a halfway decent save percentage. Uh, Cause anything over nine, 10 uh, you're starting to really creep up into some uh, good stratospheric numbers uh, with the save percentage. So another big kid, six, two, two Oh nine. Logan Thompson is six, four, two Oh seven. So uh, Vegas likes their goalies big. And, and tell me about Stockton because we didn't get to see Stockton last year with the, uh, the pandemic. They, they just chose to keep their team up in uh, in Canada, and uh, so we didn't really know what they had. But they played four games. They're three zero and one. So got seven points, tied for second in the conference. What do you know about Stockton, Rob? Uh Stockton. They beat the goals. 
they they're starting off really well. Like you said, they're three zero and one. They flew past. They dominated. They came out of the gates with a quick two nothing lead, uh, and then they just cru- cruised to a six two victory uh, over the uh, Gulls in the Gulls home opener. And then uh, they came from behind, just like the parent club. Uh, Calgary's a tough team to play against uh, in the NHL, and their Stockton team is uh, cut in the same mold. Uh, they never stopped uh, skating, and they uh, trailed uh, most of the game, and then they were able to come back uh, against the uh, Condors. They beat them 4-2. to two. I think one was an empty net goal. Uh, so they're starting out strong. Uh, the Stockton Heat, the 13 goals, 4-7 against, tied with the Barracuda for the least amount so far this early in the season. Yeah, so so you just led me into it. How about San Jose? What's uh, what's driving San Jose tonight? Uh, tonight this year. Uh, San Jose. It's I think it's a lot like their parent club. Uh, it's a team effort. It's not one guy that's doing it. They're pitching in as a uh, team effort, and they're really playing well together. And at least early in the season. And I think that if you see that the uh, Sharks stay consistent. You'll see the Barracuda stay consistent because there won't be as much shuttling. Same thing with Abbotsford and Vancouver, Calgary and Stockton. Uh, right now, they're all in the middle of the pack, so it'll be interesting to see how those teams, both uh, their NHL and AHL teams, do as the playoffs get closer. Yeah, and we're uh, we're talking about uh, uh, another ASU player that's a mainstay on there, and Brinson Pashnuk. I I thought for sure both Brinson and Steen would be on that roster this year. Uh, Piers Brinson is, I don't know if he's played yet, uh, as far as I know. He, he may be still trying to get some of that weight back. He lost like 14 pounds with the, the uh, diagnosis of uh, a disease that he had. And uh, he is uh, back and, and playing with the, uh, or practicing at least with the Ross, but I don't think he's played yet. So we, no, we talked not. about, okay. And we talked earlier in the year, uh, in this preseason, basically, about uh, guys like Ryan Merkley. And uh, Scott Reedy, Nick Merkley, uh, not related, but um, what they would bring to this team. So are you surprised at all with San Jose and their start? Uh, I am, just like I am with their parent club. I, I thought they would come out of the gate scuffling a little bit, uh, trying to feel their way through the beginning parts of the season. But it seems like they're coming out clicking uh, and playing good hockey. I mean, they, they almost have a two-to-one ratio as far as uh, goals against and goals for. And when you tie for the bottom, tie for the top, as far as the least amount of goals given up, you know you. Do I lose you? Scott? Did I lose you? <laughs> no, I. All of a sudden, you disappeared. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, okay. So you're back. You're back. I'm back. We're all back. Um, and let, let's talk a little bit about Tucson because um, they're kind of where we expected them to be, but. Is this going to be a different year uh, for Tucson? Because uh, there may not be a lot of these guys that are making the jump up unless they unload people. And, and how, how are you going to unload people? I mean, who 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 on that Coyotes roster is going to be sought after at any point? Uh, well, the, the Coyotes uh, have a couple of guys. We talked about Louis Erickson. We talked about uh, how well they could come out of the gate and how could they help a team – that's looking for a playoff push and, and uh, one that wants in the playoffs. Uh, but it will be really interesting to see because, like you just said, 
there's not going to be a lot of opportunities for these kids to come up unless they unload some of these veterans because these kids in the minors, you know, are going to be playing full season for uh, the AHL because there's no not unless there's injuries, there's not going to be open slots. Yeah, and there's some talent down there that uh, uh, I'm surprised hasn't cracked to the lineup with the Coyotes coming out of camp and a guy like Barrett Hayton who's now – what, third year, something like that. Matias Maselli had a really good camp. Uh, Liam Kirk, of course, the leading goal scorer, or the leading point getter, I believe, in the uh, World Championships last spring. Um, so there's a lot of talent on that roster as well. Um, but here's the thing with the Coyotes, and this is something that gets bounced around every single day, every time you turn on any kind of hockey media. Um, how many young kids can you have? I mean, <laughs> we know that they have a bazillion draft picks uh, coming up this year. Um, what's the plan? Because if you're going to continually just draft your way in and you look at a guy like um, like uh, Barrett Hayton, who was a high pick for the Coyotes uh, four years ago, uh, still hasn't cracked that lineup. So h- how, long, how long are you going to wait? How long are you going to continue to try to build uh, with young talent? Well, for as long as it takes to get either one, a winning team, <laughs> or an owner that's going to spend money on quality players. <laughs> I was waiting for your answer on that one because I knew what was Barrett coming. But... Barrett Hayton's uh. coming out of the gate. He has an assist in four games. He's not showing anything right now. So if you're not going to show it there, how you know? I liken it to kids I coach in baseball. If you don't show it on the field here and you're not putting the effort in here, what makes you going to say that when, when you don't even know a scout's watching, you're going to put it in the, that effort that day? You've got to come into the rink every day to play. And there's got to, there has to be a reason that Barrett Hayton hasn't been able to crack the lineup. And if, and if he's underachieving like he seems to be at the start of this year, he's never going to get his opportunity. Yeah, and that's, that's sad when, uh, when you think you're not going to get an opportunity with the Arizona Coyotes because um, if there was ever a roster to crack, that exactly. would be the one. Exactly. You you know your contract's not a problem. And as long as you perform, unless he's afraid, oh, I'm going to perform too well, I'm going to play myself off the team, I, you're only going to get a better location if you, if Arizona trades you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and the goaltending in, uh, in Tucson, um, I'm not even going to guess because I've tried to say Yosef Kornar, uh, whatever his name is, the Czech, the Czech goaltender, that they uh, got in the uh, Aiden Hill trade um, with San Jose uh, was supposed to be on the big club, I thought. And goodness gracious, uh, that big club is hurting. And uh, Carter Hutton today got hurt again, or got hurt, I should say. Uh, so maybe he'll make his move now. And then, of course, the uh, six foot five, hundred and seventy six pound Russian Ivan Prostovev. Um, well, he's he's the only one that's played so far. Yeah, yeah, and it's. Uh, Ivan is the mainstay, so you'd think he's coming up if uh, the injury is uh, is uh, any duration at all. And Ivan, one point three four goals against and a point nine four four. That's pretty good. Yeah, it is. Uh, sixty seven, sixty eight saves on uh, seventy two attempts in three games. You know, that's pretty. That's pretty good. That's keeping your team within uh, striking distance. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, anything surprise you with uh, with the Roadrunners? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I, I figured they'd be more middle of the pack, uh, you know, cause they do have talent. 
you know, Liam Kirk is is one of the upper top goal top uh, point getters, and he has two points. Their top point getter has three, so they're not putting the puck in the net right now. So nobody is, and guys like Garrett uh, Barrett Hayton have to step up when the team's struggling. This is your opportunity to really shine and say, "Look, this is what I'm doing down here. I need a promotion to the big club." Right now, he's not doing anything to show it, and Liam Kirk is trying to with two points, but still, that's still not enough. Okay, so that leaves us with the Bakersfield Condors. Um, middle yes. to lower pack, four games played, um, and they were the defending champions of the Pacific Division Tournament last year. What's going on with the Condors? Well, you know what? What, I, what I'm going to say about the Condors is this, is that they are a veteran team. I am not going to panic when it comes to the Condors and say, oh, my God, this team is, you know, done. They're a veteran team. Uh, I mean, they have guys like Seth Griffin and Cracknell, uh, McLeod. Uh, you know, they're not, they're not panicking. They're, they're two and two, uh, and they, they lost to the rain, three to two. It was their first regulation loss. So, I mean, at two and two, the only bad thing, the only bad thing is they followed it up with a loss. <laughs> yeah. To yeah. So, yeah, you, I know, hear you. you know, so they started out two and oh, they lost two. So will they be a streaky club this year? We'll have to wait and see, but, uh, that's one team that I'm not worried about, uh, because up and down the lineup, uh, and then they have Stuart Skinner as their, as your number one goalie, you know, you, you're good shape. There is one, five goals against and a, uh, nine, four, six, uh, save percentage. So, uh, what they need is when he's not playing is the backups uh, who have an eight nine three and an eight seven zero goals against uh, goals uh, GAA. They need to give Stuart Skinner a little help. Yeah, totally, totally agree with you. Um, so I, I want to touch on Colorado because I will be there uh, Tuesday night uh, while they when they take on uh, the Texas Stars. Um, they're still on the road for three more games. They got a Wednesday night game with the Condors. They got a Friday night game against the Barracuda and a Saturday night game against the Stockton before they come home and get uh, Tuesday night against uh, the Stars and Wednesday night against the Stars back in the Budweiser Event Center. So we talked about it early in the year, Rob, about the, the quirky schedule, and goodness gracious, it, it, it's starting to play out early this year, isn't it? Well, in all in all facets of it, and and we we knew it would. Uh, look, the Kings are playing the Blues three times in four games, or something like that, in the NHL. So all around the AHL and NHL, we talked about it early on when we when we did our season preview of of the schedule, uh, and we were wondering how how is it going to play out? How is it going to affect teams? Well, some teams are taking advantage of it. Some teams are buckling under the pressure right now. And as the season goes along, you know, the cream always rises to the top. And especially in a longer season, the better teams will be there in the in the end. Yeah, I totally agree with you. So Colorado will probably uh, really get cranked up uh, towards the end of November and Thanksgiving. That They did play two home games uh, this past weekend. They, uh, they had San Jose in town and uh, played the Barracuda on Friday and Saturday. And uh, then they'll come back November 2nd and 3rd against, as I mentioned, the Texas Stars. And then they don't come back again until they play Henderson on the 19th and 20th of November. But uh, then they're home for uh, a little while because then they'll uh, face off against Stockton at home on the 26th and 27th. 
December 3rd and 4th, they'll be at home for the Tucson Roadrunners. And uh, December 10th and 11th, they'll be at home for the Bakersfield Condors. So um, Colorado going to get some home cooking, and maybe that's exactly what they need. Uh, we'll find out. Anything else that you need to talk about on the uh, AHL front, the things that caught your eye, anything out there? Uh, no, I just uh, – it was nice to see between the Seattle Kraken and the Abbotsford uh, Lumberjacks, uh, the home openers – uh, for both franchises and uh, both get wins in their uh, opening. Uh, so it really kicks the uh, the season off on a high note for both the franchises. And, uh, you know, it's in our coverage zone. So it's nice to be uh, able to cover it. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, as the as season progresses, the AHL is going to really tighten up uh, in the Pacific Division and it should be a lot of fun to watch top to bottom. But um, like, like I said, you, you called it early. You said this quirkiness in the schedule is going to be something to keep an eye on, and you are definitely correct on that. Uh, as hey, far tell, as NHL, Paul that. tell Paul that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's listening. He'll know. <laughs> but I will remind him. How about that? <laughs> well, as, as, long, as long as you throw in at least one or a hundred reminders. <laughs> one or a hundred. I love it. Uh, okay. Well, let's wrap up this edition. Uh, we'll let you uh, get your read in and we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers and ask everybody to tune in again next Monday night. Folks, we are working on guests. It's just a little bit more difficult than uh, you would imagine uh, from the uh, professional side of things because, um, again, the, the schedule is quirky. Teams are here. Teams are there. And uh, just trying to get guys to come on is not the easiest task, but we'll continue to work on it for you. Absolutely. We'll definitely continue to work on it. Uh, and the D Las Vegas Resort and Casinos Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly has been brought to you by Summer Skates. Fall, winter, doesn't matter. We still like to keep our drinks cold. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. The D Las Vegas Resort and Casino, whether it's the Long Bar or the Andy Amo Steakhouse, we are more than just great gaming action. Book your spot at dd.com. By Boost Mobile, where all plans include a, a mobile hotspot in America's largest 5G network for less. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com, where we can provide for all your hockey needs on the ice or in line. See, uh, see the website for our three Valley locations and more. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, where despite how long it takes you to eat your meal, there's so many delicious choices, it always seems like it takes you longer to decide what to eat than actually eat it. By M-Drive, supplements to fuel your drive. Refuel your drive with M-Drive. The D Las Vegas Resort and Casinos Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Hey, Alexa, turn on my ITHSW podcast. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by the D Resort and Casino, is part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. We will say goodnight uh, with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers. De Niro, reminder to everybody that tomorrow night we will be a little bit earlier, about two hours earlier than normal. If you want to join us live uh, for College Hockey Southwest Weekly, we have the head coach from St. Thomas University in Minnesota, 
who will be traveling out to the desert to face off against the uh, Arizona State Sun Devils this weekend. Rico Blasi will be joining us tomorrow night. So you'll want to join uh, Paul Hornstein and myself for that. And then, of course, Wednesday night uh, is another big uh, club hockey Southwest Weekly podcast. Stephen Marsh and myself for that. We will be back with you tomorrow night. Have a good night, everybody. Good night.